Hmm. I wonder what they do with all this stuff. Where does all this recycling go? Riverside's been working in conjunction with Vertec Waste here at the Agua Monster Transfer Station for a little more than 12 years. What we do now is we've started a program where all of the residential waste for the city of Riverside is collected into three different commodity types. There's the trash, the blue recycling, and the green waste. The blue recycling can is what's picked up at each resident's home and brought here to this facility. As the trucks come in here, they bring the trash into this uh, room back here and they dump it off the trucks. And what they do is they recycle those commodities here. We've been able to take 67% of the trash and turn that into recycling. So the residents have just been very, very proactive in trying to get the recycling up here in the city. No, this is actually recyclables. It looks like garbage, but it is a pile of paper, glass, plastic, aluminum cans, tin cans, everything you'd find in your recyclable container. This is what we call the tipping area, and that's where the trash trucks or recyclables collection trucks drop their loads onto the tipping floor. We stage it here, and then we'll feed it up into our sort line to separate all the separate commodities out by category. After the tipping floor being step one, this would be step number two. This is where we use the wheel loader heavy equipment to push the recyclables onto the conveyor belt. And as you can see, it's going up into the system for processing. This is what we call the pre-sort station, or step number three in the process. This is where we are preparing the recyclable materials to go across some discrees which are at the end of this conveyor. Here we're pulling out trash, scrap metal, polystyrene, and big pieces of plastic. This is step number four in the process. This is where we're using a discrean to separate paper from containers. If you look at real closely at the screen there, you're going to see these rolling wheels. And these wheels are rolling up the side of this V or this V screen. And what happens in there is the paper is rolled up or taken up the sides of the screen. And the containers agitate down towards the bottom and go a separate direction. So we're separating again paper from containers. This is the next step after the V screen. Again, the V screen separates the three-dimensional from the two-dimensional. So three-dimensional being containers, bottles, and cans, from the two-dimensional being newspaper and mixed paper. This sort line here is the newspaper stream. What these folks are doing on this conveyor here is they're performing quality control. They're pulling off anything that's not newspaper, any containers that may have made it into that stream, and they're letting the newspaper go by and fall into the bunker. The larger sheets of paper are newspaper, obviously, bigger sheets of paper. This is the mixed paper. As you can see, some of the containers can fall this way into the mixed paper. We have to quality control that. We've got to remove that and send that back over to the container side. This fiber will continue on and around and go to another sorting station where we'll pull out more of the contaminants that are in there. This is the container sort line here, and this is the point after the V-screen where the V-screen removes the paper from the container. The sorters up here are sorting the plastic and the glass by commodity or by color and by grade. The first bunker is for the milk jugs, number two plastic. The second bunker here is for the number two plastic but the colored. And this bunker right here is for the PET or the soda plastic, the premium water bottles and so forth. Right next we have a magnet and after that uh, we have an eddy current device that recovers the uh, aluminum cans. 
This is the final step in the processing of the recyclables. Pretty much everything we recover gets baled into a big bale that we can put on a truck for shipment, except glass and scrap metal. Those two items we don't bale. Plastic, paper, tin cans, moon cans all get baled up for shipment. Here we're baling some cardboard. This is the conveyor that's feeding the baler. You'll see it's going to take it up into the baler. It's going to fall down to the baler, and there's going to be a couple rams in there that, that smash the cardboard together and make it into a bale, and we'll strap it as it's coming out of the machine. It looks like a bale of hay, but it's going to be a bale of cardboard. Okay, the last step of the process is basically loading out the bales for shipment. Here we've got some bales of mixed paper behind us. They'll be loaded into shipping containers, which are right over here at the loading dock. Those shipping containers get loaded up with all the different commodities that we recover, newspaper, cardboard, mixed paper, PET plastic, aluminum cans, tin cans, you name it, um, and basically get shipped off to market. Well, in the last couple months, we've installed some equipment here at the MRF to be able to densify styrofoam or polystyrene. So now we're recovering polystyrene from the recyclables that come into the MRF, and we have it densified to make these logs. And we send these off to market to be made into new products, such as picture frames or uh, molding or other things used inside of a home. After all the processing is complete, there is some fraction that does not get recycled. That material is leaving the facility here off this conveyor belt going to the transfer station where it will be disposed of in a landfill. There are some items that come in in the recyclable materials that are not recyclable. Basketball here is an example of that. I think a lot of our community, a lot of the folks in our community are really trying hard to recycle, but they're going above and beyond. Really what we're looking for are the cans and bottles and so forth. This was in the recyclables. This makes it very difficult for us to process the material. So really they shouldn't be in the blue recycling container. The waste paper, for the most part, all goes overseas. China, China is one of the biggest buyers of waste paper. The plastics, the PET plastic or the milk jug plastic, that can go stay domestic or can go export depending upon markets and, and so forth. Glass stays local, goes to a plant here in Southern California for reprocessing. Tin cans oftentimes are reprocessed and shipped overseas along with scrap metal. Aluminum cans stay domestic, they end up, I think, in Kentucky for recycling through Anheuser-Busch. It kind of goes all over depending upon really where the markets are. Uh, the city of Riverside has been working with Burtec Waste and what we've been able to accomplish is getting the green waste to be recycled and made into compost. One of the great benefits of that is, is that while they're creating the compost, we've made it available for city of Riverside residents to come to the Aguamonsa Transportation and pick it up at no cost. Now that's a, it's a great benefit to the city because it does keep that green waste out of the landfill. This is the green waste uh, system here at the facility. Behind me is a pile of curbside green waste that's collected in the green waste barrels, the green colored barrels at the curb. As you can see, there's a lot of uh, stuff in there, a lot of brush, a lot of grass, a lot of leaves, as well as some trash and so forth. After receiving the material on the, on the floor here, our first step is to run it through a, a trommel screen. And what that device is gonna do is separate the grass and leaves from the brush. It also does a great job of cleaning out the contamination. After the trommel activity uh, takes place, there's what we call the overs and the unders. The unders is what falls through. The unders falls through, which is the grass and the leaves, fairly clean. The remaining material gets conveyed up into the picking station, and that's where we pick out the contamination. Up there, we're pulling out trash, containers, 
as well as palm material. And then you've got basically a clean brush material that needs to be further processed. We've got to size it down, so therefore we run it through a grinder, which grinds it down into about a four inch minus fraction. So we have grass and leaves here, properly sized for reuse. Then you've got to take the remaining brush and size that down with a grinder. And we're using some of the green waste, we're mixing in some food waste, and we're composting it in our system over here. The free mulch is basically one component of the, the curbside green waste that comes in. It's a fraction of the brushy material. And what we do is we just basically clean it, we grind it, we screen down a small fraction of that, and we let it heat up and, and start to mulch a little bit. It starts to uh, decompose and breaks down, turns to a nice brown color, and it makes a nice mulching material for, uh, for reuse in, the, um, in our gardens and our homes. I think the city of Riverside is doing a really good job. They're very interested, very uh, conscientious about the recycling activities and the processes here. They seem to get excited when we have new and innovative solutions for some of the things that are in the waste stream that we're able to recover. And so actually I think we've got a really great working relationship. <laughs>